Knickknacks. Swimming. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And our first segment today is technology news. So, Anthony, did you know that Google has a new version of Gmail? Yes. Okay. Well, they announced on Monday that they're rolling it out to all users, including G Suite users, next month. So in July, everyone is going to have access to the new features and or automatically be switched to the new features. Oh, nice. And um, But they said that you'll still be able to opt out for at least 12 weeks, but they're going to be switching everyone over to the new Gmail. Okay. And I just want to read off some of the new features that the new Gmail has. Yes. In case our listeners don't know, because it's pretty cool. It is. I've been using it for a while now. <laughs> I actually have not, so yeah. it's more new for me. But I know some people that we know have been using it, so I... I really like it, but... Uh, you like it? I'll stop interrupting. Okay. Go ahead. I'll read the features, and then I want to know actually how you like it, because I, like yeah. I said, I haven't started using it yet. So. <laughs> um, so it has message snoozing, which if you don't know what that is, that means that when you get a new email, you can click snooze, and it just goes away until... Some other time and then pops up again for you. Um, so it's like, oh, I don't want to look at this right now. I'll look at it later. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. Um, attachment previews. The ability to unsend an email. Yup. I'm pretty excited about that, <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, confidential messages that self-destruct after a set time. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty interesting. Um, a sidebar for Google Apps and Calendar and also third-party services like Trello. Uh, offline support. And it also has the new Smart Compose feature, which tries to predict what you want to respond to an email and gives yes. you choices and you can just click it. And I will say, actually, I have used that because that showed up on my phone app. Yeah, the, the mobile app had it first. Yeah. So I've, I've seen that feature and I've been using that. And it actually pr- works pretty well. It's kind of scary it's sometimes, kind of, actually. It's kind of scary. Like, it'll, it'll be like, somebody will be like, I, here's an attachment. I was like, thank you for this. I'll get back to you with this. Thank you for the information. I'll continue. Like, it's, yeah, it, it, it no. I'm trying and to remember I've, some of my like, favorite ones I've had because they've been I wild. have a theory. I don't know if this is true, but it almost seems like it's learning my style of responses, mm-hmm. too. It is. That's part like, of it. It, is, it actually like it determines, no- like, which, like, when you respond to an email, how, what, how do you phrase things? Yeah, like, I can tell. Like, it used Machine to be very learning. generic. And then it, it's, over time, it's getting more and more, like, the types of words that I use in my responses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. A little scary, but uh, also really cool. But, yeah, it's really cool. So, anyway, so they're rolling that out to all users yeah. in July. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I've been, I've actually, I opted in probably a few months ago, so I've been yeah. using it for a while now. Um, like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't had to undo sending in an email message yet, but it's, it's a pretty cool feature because, like, you click send and you're given, like, there's, like, a, I think it's, like, a five-second window you have to be, like, oh, wait, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and you can, I think you can configure how long that well, is. It I just basically, a... like, doesn't send it until mm-hmm. you say, or until you don't hit Right, right. Yeah. There's a, um, one of the labs that's in there right now lets mm-hmm. you do that. Yeah, they actually. So I have that enabled the, on um, already. A bunch of the labs are now, like, advanced features. Like, they're actually oh, okay. part of the, the new suite, like, the split that pane makes sense. and that kind of thing. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I also really like having my calendar on the same page. It's really convenient. Um, and yeah, but it's, yeah. and it, it just, it, it looks really sleek and it's, it's just a nice, it's just a nice visual overall too. It's cool. I, I'm pretty excited about it. Just yeah. cause, I mean, 
uh, I don't know about you listeners, but I use email all the time. I'm on it yep. pretty much multiple times an hour during the day. So just like, yeah, I don't know. It for both it's a big deal when, when there's email, a different. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was same, really excited so. when uh, my personal email also finally enabled the ability to switch. So it's cool. It's, it's cool. very cool. Look yeah, forward to it. Cool. Or it, you, don't, you don't have to look forward to it. I'm pretty sure if you have like a regular Gmail account, you're able to opt in. If it's through a worker, if it's through work or something, I think they have to enable it. But mm-hmm. if you just have regular Gmail, you should be able to say like, "Try the new Gmail." Mm-hmm. Quick settings. Oh, okay. Anything. Okay. Yep. It's right there. Well, it's exciting. It's a pro tip <laughs> from me to you. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was technology news. All woot. right. What? I just said woot. Woot. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> my uh, my first story is uh, animal news. Um, and this is uh, this one just has a really good headline. The Huffington Post reports: Peacocks can't handle their reflections. Are attacking luxury cars in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, residents of Surrey and uh, British Columbia are having issues with feral peacocks roaming their neighborhoods. Like they just have peacocks that are wild there, apparently. Um, in addition to being loud, the animals keep attacking expensive cars in the area. Uh, local Ryan Craig told CTV, with the dark colored cars, they can see the reflection fairly clearly. So they mistake that as another peacock and have at it. <laughs> They'll get to the front panel, the side panel, the rear panel, and then work around to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> wow so in addition to the car damage uh march through october is their mating season which is a really long time but they have like really loud mating calls hmm. which people in this area have been complaining about a lot mm-hmm. apparently um and uh the city is going to continue to find people who feed the birds but they're not going to do anything to get rid of them so the people are going to have to get used to, <laughs> to loud peacocks attacking their their expensive cars. <laughs> Where is that happening again? This is in uh, it's in Surrey, British Columbia. Oh, okay. Surrey. It's I don't remember how it's pronounced, but it's in Canada. Wow, where all the coolest things happen. <laughs> <laughs> where their biggest concerns know. are peacocks attacking yeah. their cars. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool that they're just wild peacocks yeah right like you just walk down the street and you just see a that's cool beautiful bird yeah they probably don't think so they probably don't it's probably like how we have the canada geese Mm -hmm. and we're just like (laughs) where somebody who's not used to them might think they're an attractive bird we're just like no we know better (laughs) it's like no we know better (laughs) (laughs) canada there's just just a peacock off to the side just fans out its tail and it's like ah and americans just amazed by the canes are like wow wow <laughs> wow, that's that's just not anything I ever would have thought would be a side effect of living in an area <laughs> with wild peacocks. That's something you so. have to worry about here. Yeah. No, I don't think any of the wildlife attack cars here on purpose. Not on purpose. On right. accident for sure. Yes. Accidental runnings in with cars for <laughs> sure, but not on purpose. So So yeah. Short but sweet, but that was uh animal news. All right. My next story is robot news. So this is reported by TechCrunch and also Spectrum.tv. 
IEEE.org okay. <laughs> reported on this. Yeah. So last month, a group from the Tohoku University and <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this, Hachinohe College, uh, they're Japanese, I believe, uh, presented a robot called the Dragon Firefighter <laughs> at the International Conference on Robotics and Automation. Um, the robot had also been displayed at the International Fire and Disaster Prevention Exhibition in Tokyo. Um, so what it is is a, a firefighter aid robot. Okay. So it looks like a big snake kind of, and it has this like nozzle head and th- its neck is like this, like a fire hose. Um, okay. Except the uh, water pressure from the hose is diverted into outlets. So it creates lift by like jetting water out of itself so it can and it can be controlled yes (laughs) yes it can fly oh my god (laughs) so someone sits at a control panel of some sort and they control it and then just water starts like jetting out of it and it just rises up and can like snake around and like they're controlling where it goes so they can like fly it through a building like meanwhile putting out fire all around it yes exactly that's so cool. It's really cool. <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly the the point is that they can snake it into a building instead of just instead of just um uh spraying water like into a window, they mm-hmm. can snake this thing inside the building and actually and it has a I think it has a camera on it too and it, they can see I where mean, they're going oh, and like wow. and like divert water to certain places and stuff. It's really really cool. This is the future. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so because of the way that like the physics work on it, it doesn't it doesn't depend on like ground proximity to work. So it can basically just fly just based off of the pressure like right. that's coming out of the, ah. <laughs> the water jets. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's that's really so cool. neat. <laughs> so there's a video of it online of how, of how it works. They did this demonstration um, at these two like exhibition conferences or whatever. They just showed this as a concept, you know, it's not anywhere near being like, you know, commercially available or something right, like that, yeah. but it's just a research group. But I thought the idea was really cool. And that would be super useful for it's, firefighters. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And yeah, and keep the firefighters out of the building too. Right. And and they talked about um, this helping in situations where it was just hard to get to where the source mm-hmm. of the fire was. We can all park in front of fire hydrants because... again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, st- they probably still need the fire hydrant, but <laughs> they still need Fine. a water source. But, but um, yeah, it's it's like if if something if there's an area where there's fire that's hard to get to for the firefighters or it's really high up in a building, they have to go up a lot of, or like just, just like difficult situations. They could use this to, they can just fly it up to the window and just, yes. And they can probably like focus more on like the actual area where the fire is. Like it just, that just makes so much sense. Right. That's really cool. I I thought it was really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, Robots. Woo. Robots are the future. Robots and 3d printing. (laughs) That's all we need. Yes. And then we'll be replaced by 3d printed robots, but, the robots will start pre 3D printing themselves. Yes. They'll start reproducing by using 3D printing. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> Should I be scared? Probably. Yeah, I won't worry about it till later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let future generations worry about it. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, and yeah. we probably won't get to it. <laughs> It'll so, be fine. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, robot news. Okay. Uh my next story is science news. Uh, Wired.com reports, these physicists watched a clock tick for 14 years straight. Um, and there's a reason. 
so Bijanath Patla's experiment sounds really boring, uh, but he, but what he did, he was he gathered twelve of the most accurate clocks in the world and watched them all tick. Um, so he had a, his team is based in uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology in Boulder, Colorado, and they began monitoring the clocks on November eleventh, nineteen ninety nine, and they've kept watch kept watch for over four hundred fifty million seconds or about fourteen years. So you're probably wondering why. <laughs> Why do you I am have wondering why, why do you have an entire team of scientists <laughs> sitting watching clocks? So what the the point of the experiment and I thought this was like kind of fascinating in an interesting way. We don't talk about physics all that much on uh the show, but the ticking of the clocks actually illustrates one of the most fundamental principles in the laws of physics that no time or place in the universe is special. Basically like the laws of physics apply the same no matter how much time passes and no matter where you are. Um it's one of the basic ideas in Einstein's theory of general relativity. Rela- oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> Einstein's theory <laughs> of general relativity um, that the law of physics today are the same as they've always been. Okay, um, which is kind of an assumption that we make as people. Like, oh yeah, of course, like physics have gravity's always worked as it has. Like therm- thermodynamics have always worked how they yeah. have. But um, we really haven't done a lot to prove that. Um, it's just kind of a fundamental assumption we all make. Um, so to try catching them changing, you basically have to perform a, a menial task over and over with painstaking precision in as many locations as you can. If the outcome ever changes, that's your hint that maybe the laws of nature have changed. Um, so they Whoa. were, so not only were they doing this for over 14 years, but because they had the clocks located in different places. And also the fact that the earth is constantly rotating around the sun. Um, they were able to, uh, like say, okay, we did this in like for a very long time and in a lot of different locations. Um, so they used atomic clocks, which are clocks that follow the beat of an atom. Um, the atoms are engineered to emit light waves that oscillate at a constant several billion times a second. They're so consistent that the clocks won't lose or gain a second in tens of millions of years. So they had 12 of these things and that's what they were observing. This is like very super simple phenomenon of the atoms emitting light. Um, so technically, the only real conclusion they can draw from this is that in the last 14 years, the laws of physics have not changed in our part of the universe, according to the best tools that human engineering can currently provide. But they can now say with five times more certainty that that's true than they could before because they performed this experiment. Like, whoa, I just find this really <laughs> fast. Like, it's kind of like an incredibly boring experiment. And like the concept is kind right. of like, duh. But when you think about it, like. We have no reason to know for sure that like right. that stuff's not changed over time. What? You're, how, you're, it's exactly right. We like, just that's make just that assumption. assumption. Um, like, but how, and do how we would know we know that the like, laws of physics don't change over time? How do we actually know that? How can we prove that? Like, and in, in, like, it has massive consequences for things like oh, how like the Earth formed and like how it's yeah. changed over like because uh, we're making all those assumptions on models based on stuff from today, right? So, um, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> And my favorite part about wow. this, the team is planning to do the experiment again <laughs> with clocks that are up to three times more precise. So they're going to they're going to repeat the experiment and just. Yeah. Well, I maybe you don't know the answer to this, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, how did they determine that the clocks were still as precise as they were at the end? Did they, like, bring them all together at the end and look at, like, are they at still at the same 
I mean, they Second they literally or... had people observing them, like yeah, all the I guess, time. I guess as an so... observer, how would you know that something is off? You know what I mean? Like That's a I, valid point. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here. Very, there's a I'm very good chance. At a clock, now what? <laughs> there's a very good chance that it's somewhere in this article because it was very long and got very technical at times, and I tried to okay. uh, reduce it. They also they use two different kinds of um, atomic clocks: one with hydrogen and one with cesium. Cesium being over like I think it's more than a hundred times heavier or more massive, hmm. more mass, not bigger. <laughs> Again. <laughs> In science news, when we use the term massive, we do not mean large. We mean more mass. Yes, which can mean large, but doesn't necessarily. Correct. Um, but so they use those two also to make sure that it wasn't, there wasn't any kind of dependency there. Okay. Um, but yeah, your question is very good. I do not, I'm sure they say somewhere in this article. It's okay if you don't know. Yeah, I don't know off the top um, of my head. But, uh, that's fascinating. We'll make sure to share the story. So if people yes. want to do their own research. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really cool. And this like kind of like when I read what they were testing, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I was just like, no, maybe they maybe the rules have changed and we just have no way yeah, of knowing. A, one of those things like someone asks a question that you've never thought about before mm-hmm. and then it just makes you question everything in your <laughs> life. <laughs> yes. Like what else have I not thought about exactly. before? <laughs> What else am I just assuming? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's but yeah, now, that's but really now we know, or at least we have a a better we have idea. A better for at least we, we we have actual hard evidence to support the theory and assumption that we yes. were making before, mm-hmm. which is good. Yes, science. Woo! Science hey, news. Science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next segment is amazing people. So sometimes I uh, we like to do stories about amazing people doing amazing things. Yeah. So this one is reported by BBC, and it's about a swimmer named Ben Lecompte. He's French. Hopefully, I I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm. Ben, I tried looking it up. Ben Lecompte. Yes. Yeah, that sounds correct. about right. Yeah. Lecompte. He's a 51 year old man from France, and he recently. As in this past, uh, wait, Monday, the 5th, I think. Mm-hmm. No, Monday, Tuesday. Um, yes. He set off on a six-month journey slash attempt to become the first person to swim across the Pacific Ocean. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So he just started. Correct. Okay. He just started this week, and it's a six-month trip. So we don't know if he's amazing yet. <laughs> well, okay, but he, um, back in 1998, he became the first man to swim across the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then. It took him three months. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I won't ask any more yeah, questions. So I'll, 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 tell, I'll yeah. tell you the info, <laughs> yeah. and then you can ask questions. Okay, so, um, yeah, so he's already amazing. So he's been training for years to do this now. It's uh-huh. like his next feat or whatever. So he just started it this week. Um, so, yeah, so he's been training by swimming in open water for several hours every day for years, I think. Um, and uh, he's also been practicing visualization and dissociation exercises to mentally prepare himself because he's just going to be away from he's just going to be surrounded by water forever right (laughs) well okay so he he has a boat with him right with a team of people right because as a support people because he can't just like just be in the water but like he's got to eat eat and and stuff stuff. (laughs) that was my main thing i was like wait a second right 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 right. so i'll explain that yeah so um a team of scientists will be accompanying him 
um, and they plan during the trip, they're actually going to be doing environmental studies um, as just like a side thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're planning on studying um, just plastic debris that they find in the Pacific Ocean. Um, They're also studying the effect of extreme exercise on the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) With who? (laughs) Oh, I wonder who they're going to They just have a guy on the boat on a treadmill. (laughs) Wait, why don't we we use that one? Oh, we didn't think about that. Um, and then also there, the other thing is how the Fukushima nuclear disaster has affected the ocean. Oh. So there's just like these side projects that this team will be studying while they're doing this trip. So yeah. it's kind of a multi, multi-purpose thing. Um, okay, so his daily routine is going to be this. He's going to swim for eight hours straight, I think. Uh-huh. Then he's going to go on the ship, eat, and sleep, and then just repeat that. Every day for six months. <laughs> oh my gosh! And um, wait, they think it's going to take six months. They, that's what they they're estimating. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty insane. And then they also, um, he is planning on eating about eight thousand calories a day to right. keep up his energy to be able to do this. So the article made it sound like he's eating a single meal every day that's eight thousand <laughs> calories. Like I don't know if that's really what I mean. I'm I don't know if he's going to be taking breaks or what. Yeah. Actually, if he's going to do the eight hours straight or just like you know eight hours with maybe like short breaks or something like that but um it just said swim for eight hours and then stop to like eat and sleep and rest on the boat right that's gonna just be like following him basically the whole time that's wild. <laughs> with this team <laughs> so um oh, man yeah and if you're interested you can actually track his progress on his website because they have a they're gonna have a gps tracker and you oh, can go see so like cool. where he is in the ocean and stuff at any given point so so yeah so that's happening for the next months and yeah we won't know until december we then, won't know like, yeah if he's if he's <laughs> completed his journey right that's crazy so yeah so well, good luck to him and yeah. <laughs> there's i mean he's just gonna be in the open ocean so there's like sharks and there's things there that oh, could, sure. are like dangers so it's not just it's not just the athletic part of it it's also like it's the fact that you're swimming survival. in the ocean. <laughs> yes so oh, bon voyage i'm uh and, uh, <laughs> interested to see what what happens so that's crazy so yeah that was uh amazing people that's yeah i take back what i said we do know he's amazing <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry amazing. i'm sorry sir <laughs> <laughs> okay uh last story i brought is entertainment news I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, Gizmodo reported, but a lot of sources uh, reported on this. Uh, the Lego Movie 2 premiere trailer uh, was recently revealed. It's about two and a half minutes long, and it kind of lays out everything that's happening in the Lego Movie 2. Woo! So, I'm a really big fan of the first <laughs> Lego Movie, if you can't tell by my heavy breathing. Uh, <laughs> I saw it. I saw That's it five, good. five and one third times in theaters, <laughs> and that one third time is because third of the way through, one of the times the fire alarm went off and they never restarted the movie. <laughs> I forgot about that. So they gave us that. free tickets, and I went and saw it the next day. <laughs> but uh, I really love this movie. I think it was really cool visually, and I'm a big Lego fan in general. But also, it had a lot of heart, and it was just. It was a, like a non-traditional story and had all these just wild cameos and was just a, it was just a ton of fun. 
Um, but the Lego movie two now, uh, it takes place five years after the events of the first film. Um, and Bricksville, the main setting of the first movie has become an apocalyptic wasteland <laughs> after the events of, uh, the, the taco Tuesday, uh, <laughs> alien invasion that occurred at the end of the first movie. I'm sorry, spoilers, but it, it's, it's been, been it's been, too, it's been too long. Um, so most of the original cast is returning, including Lucy played by Elizabeth Banks, Emmett played by Chris Pat- Pratt, Batman played by Will Arnett, <laughs> Unikitty <laughs> played by Alison Brie, and Metalbeard played by Nick Offerman. Um, awesome. But they're also introducing uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Stephanie Beatrice, and Arturo Castro in new roles. So some more, some more good Ooh. big names in there. Um, and the general plot, uh, as we know it so far, is that an alien comes and ki- and kidnaps Lucy and the rest of the crew, except for Emmett, because they determined that Emmett is the most is the least useful person <laughs> in the group. Um, so they're all kidnapped and taken to a remote like galaxy, um, and uh, Emmett has to find a way to save all of his friends. Um, and uh, yeah, I the bricksville becoming like a mad max style wasteland is one of my favorite things i think that's just (laughs) gonna be a really interesting place to start a story um yeah and kind of continuing in there i thought they did like a really good job in the first movie of um like addressing like what it means to play and like how age factors yeah. in and stuff like that. And in this one, um, the producers, Dan Lin and Chris McKay, have said that this film will specifically explore gender differences in toys and toy marketing. Oh. Um, there's going to be a bigger fi- uh, focus on the uh, little sister that was like, That's cool. alluded to in the first movie. Um, in the trailer, for example, the alien is like, talk is talking to Lucy and says, oh, so you did all the cool stuff and the hapless male is still the hero of the story. And like <laughs> that kind of thing. So... I really appreciate that. Um, oh, I'm so excited. And, uh, and you, <laughs> I love the light. Unfortunately, movie. we do have to wait a little while. It is coming out February 8th, 2019. Oh, what? So it's still a ways oh. off, but uh, that doesn't mean I'm any less excited. And yeah, as a big fan of the first one, I'm really looking forward to seeing it and then buying all of the Lego sets that go <laughs> along with it. I loved the first movie too. Not as much as you, but But I really, really liked that movie a lot. Like I thought it was just so clever and I loved the animation style too. Mm-hmm. Just felt very different. I mean it was different. I mean there had yeah. you know but um yeah, I really enjoyed that movie a lot and I'm I am really looking forward to the sequel. Yes. Definitely, just, definitely we'll see it in theaters. Yes, I was just very sure. so I was just very excited too to bring this because yeah <laughs> i love the lego, movie. love lego movies and legos in general right? yes and also legos in general i decorate my house with them they're so. fun yeah so that was entertainment news awesome anyway guess what time it is <laughs> <laughs> we get so weird every time why do we get so weird i don't know uh, i think it's time though for breaking news breaking news the part of the show where we find a story that has happened today (laughs) (laughs) and talk about it breaking news let's go let's go do i go first yes yes (laughs) (laughs) okay so i found um this is on cbs money watch 
uh, KFC is creating a vegetarian version of its fried chicken in the UK. Okay. I don't... (laughs) Um, Uh, They know what's in chicken, right? It says (laughs) KFC is devising a fake meat version of their fried chicken with the Colonel's tightly held original recipe of 11 herbs and spices. Okay. Um, Did it say what the fake meat is going to be made of? I've had some gross fake meat. It does not say what the meat is made of, but it does say the move comes as KFC's UK restaurants seek to adhere to new British government guidelines that advise overweight adults to eat just 400 calories at breakfast and then 600 more at lunch and again at dinner. So I think they're trying to make a meal Hmm. at the restaurant that's fewer calories and they decided to do that by making a vegetarian fake meat chicken which is an interesting choice right because chicken's kind of in their name but you know i like i feel like there's other ways they could have done that without making it a fake meat chicken. but hey if that's what they want to try do they not have like a grilled option or something i don't know yeah i guess that's what i'm getting at is that chicken i haven't been to kfc in a very long time so well unless i'm like really mistaken I'm pretty sure most of the calories in fried chicken is the breading. Yeah. So it's not the chicken. It's not the meat. That's the most. Of, that's like. Right. Just like is. rub those herbs and spices right on it and grill it there. Boom. Yeah. You're welcome. KFC. Make some dry rub chicken instead of the breaded fried chicken. Or instead of Come breaded on, fried gross, not real meat. I mean, it, right. it, it might be fine. Well, but actually, I, I mean. It, I've, only, I've had mixed success with fake meat products. It says KFC UK told. Um, the Daily Mirror, that it intends to cut the chain's per-serving calorie counts by 20% by 2025. Hmm. So. Okay. I don't know. Good for you, KFC. Yeah, I guess. But, uh... No, nah, I just... Oh, oh fake okay. Fake meat just doesn't okay. sound good. At the Can I read this thing at the end, too? <laughs> Absolutely. It's just, uh, like, a another a, a note here. McDonald's last year added a soybean-based McVegan burger in Sweden and Finland. And also sells its vegetable deluxe burger in the UK. Another chain, Pizza Hut, sells vegan pies, like vegan pizzas, at all of its stores in the UK. Um, Oh, and it it notes that Pizza Hut, like KFC, is part of the publicly traded company Yum Brands. They own both of those chains. I did not know that. Um, In April, White Castle introduced a plant-based burger. Oh, that one's in the US, actually. Oh. So anyway, I guess this is like a trend, a trend in the fast out, yeah. food companies. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that's what I found. All right. Um, mine is also kind of is a is a food related thing. I hadn't oh. heard about this, but um, apparently, uh, IHOP changed its name temporarily. What? Well, theoretically, temporarily. But um, on Monday they announced that. Uh, after 60 years of identifying as the International House of Pancakes, IHOP, they're rebranding to IHOB because they like physically flipped the logo over and now it's like IHOP but with a lowercase b at the end. Everyone assumes it's a pri- like a marketing stunt that they're not actually going to change their name because, first of all, no. <laughs> Don't do that. Because why? But now like everyone is speculating what it actually, like what the B stands for. Um and Mashable is reporting that they're pretty sure it's burgers. 
Um, mostly because apparently some employees of IHOP have said, yeah, we're, it's burgers. We're making like Wait, better burgers or something. Well, it's not breakfast. Right. That's what I assumed. But, uh, <laughs> they're a breakfast place, right? Apparently they have burgers already. I didn't oh. know that. And they're just making them better. Hmm. Um, they're not announcing like what it actually is until the 11th. So <laughs> I don't know Wait, why they're dragging so this out so much. Is this like just online or something or like where it's well it's like their twitter account announced it oh um and it just says uh, like we're changing our logo and it doesn't explain and they just like flipped over the p and like and they but they haven't explained they say we'll find out what it'll be on on june 11th so but yeah (laughs) it didn't take long for people on the internet to go on reddit and ask uh hey i hot people what's going on and somebody (laughs) responded people were just like oh it's this And like, there's been multiple Twitter people on Twitter who also say they work for IHOP and say, yeah, it's burgers. So Hmm. it's not a huge mystery. It's just, uh, it's, I, I hadn't heard about this and, uh, yeah, yeah, the article says it's unclear if IHOP will actually permanently change its name to IHOP. And I really hope it doesn't. That's, I also hope it doesn't. Oh, that's such a stupid name. Um, well, to be fair, if you weren't used to IHOP, you probably would think that's a weird name too. Also fair. Yeah. So. Right. If you, and if you're unaware, it, it, it was like way. the International House of Pancakes. But, but I don't think that's a good idea just from the fact that they have an established brand already. <laughs> that's very established. And it's usually not a great idea to like just change it. Yeah. Like that. So. <laughs> they also ran a uh, a Twitter poll um, on Tuesday with the options of biscuits, bacon, butternut squash, and barnacles. <laughs> And right now, bacon is in first with 41%, but barnacles is in second with 27% <laughs> for what people think I'm the B stands surprised. for. Yeah, I know. That's such a Twitter thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. That's uh, apparently Interesting. IHOP's latest viral marketing attempt. <laughs> we'll see how effective that is for now. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. Uh, If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us now on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, That's the first show that, yeah, yeah, that we get to say that. Yeah. Um, But we're also available on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, and uh, you can always still find us at SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash knickknacknews. The other ones I'm going to make you search. Um, But search for (laughs) knickknacknews. I've already tried it, and we pop up right at the top. So um, you can also follow us on Twitter at at knickknacknews and on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.